Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lifestyle Podcast. I would like to apologize for deleting my previous episode. I had to delete it because it didn't um, share the message I wanted to share. And it started to get into my head and I felt like it was very judgmental. So I want to take this opportunity to do it over and share more story and more information. I know that I mentioned that I was born in Haiti and moved to the Jackson Caicos to live with my mom and stepdad. But when I moved to the Jackson Caicos, it was supposed to be for me to have a better life and for me to get more opportunities and learn more stuff. But unfortunately, when I moved to the Jackson Caicos, that's not what happened. I don't know if some of you watch Haitian or African movies, but I love watching African movies. So there is this African movie I watch where this um, sisters, one of them lives in the city and she got money and the other one lives in the village and she doesn't have much. So the sister was always tired of that of sending the sister money all the time. So she came to the village once and let her younger sister know that she's going to take her daughter take to take her in the city so that she could give her a better life. You know, a lot of mother willing to would willing to do anything just to make sure that their child have a wonderful and safe and more opportunity in life. So the sister agrees and she sent her daughter with her youngest with her oldest sisters so that the daughter could have a better life because the older sister promised to give to give um, her niece a wonderful life and to make sure she goes to school and get more opportunities but the same way with me it didn't go that way when she reached by her older sister's house you know she was told to help around the house you know that's what her mom said you know always help around the house you know and that she started to do that but a couple months went by she wasn't going to school her auntie become more mean and more abusive towards her so she said when you're gonna put me to school and then she got mad she was never given the opportunity to talk to her mom because the the aunt didn't want her to let her younger sister know that I took your daughter just so she could become my slave. So in that case, that was me. My mom promised my grandma and my aunt to give me a better life when I moved to, to Turks and Caicos. And when I did... That was not hap- that was not what happened. She became abusive and she gave me a shovel where I had to dig all the time. You know, I'm saying this, it's not like she gave me like a real shovel, but I'm saying my life becomes hell. I was to I was always um there to take over her responsibility and everything I do she don't like, she would beat me for it. I remember we were watching this movie and the Haitian guy she likes started to ask me questions about the movie because yeah I wasn't that long in text but I understood a good amount in English 
and then she started to ask me questions uh, he started to ask me questions about the movie my mom was there she was watching the movie as well i don't know what got into her but she felt offended the fact that he was asking her and what she said was like oh why would you ask her she barely understands english herself but then i said yeah i watched i'm watching um i'm watching it and and i understand a few stuff so she called me in the room and you know while me and the guy was having the conversation i was looking at him he was looking at me so we were just having a normal conversation and plus i was about 9 or 10 years old so i could only like you know do what the grown up asked me to do so she called me in the room she said oh stink bitch i'm sorry this going to sound a little bit more um with curse word and more aggressive i don't know but um this is what she said to me she's like you stink bitch um you think you're better than me you worthless stink vagina and you you'll never become something in life and she started saying these very abusive words and it started to hurt me i started to cry and and she just said like oh don't cry you probably want him to come and push his big dick inside you that's why you you try to disrespect me and then she started to hit me she started to curse me and what she told my brother she was like oh don't stay here with this bitch she's a stink bitch and i hate her and i'm going to kill her so she get up went outside took a car and drive off so i stayed and started to cry and ever since then when a when person when someone would be talking to me i would put my head down i wouldn't look at them especially when it's him because she hit me and cursed me because of him so um what i learned from that is that when a person jealous of you it doesn't matter who they are they they could get jealous of you and they're and they'll do anything to make sure you're down and that was coming from my own mother you know at a very young age and i remember and i mentioned that in a previous episode i remember laying down in the couch at home i was watching a movie and then i think i fell asleep and i was around 11 i remember the age i was 11 and i lay i laid on the couch and when i woke up the right side of my shirt was cut with scissors although i thought it was rats that eat it at first but when i bring it to my mom attention what she said was you know you're a bitch so you'll do anything to get attention because you're a stink bitch all those words were saying in in creole though but i'm just translating them so she used to hurt me a lot with those abusive words and and beat me for no reason so i went through mental abuse physical abuse emotional abuse and all the abuse where she would say that i'm sleeping with my stepdad or i'm a bitch or my vagina is stink 
and my stepdad I never really got love from him because he was afraid to give me um, the love because the minute he'll do something kind for me my mom would beat me for it and said that I'm a bitch that I'm trying to take her husband and she would she would beat me for that so he couldn't come close to me or even try to be more kind to me because she um he knows my mom would would have hit would have beat me for it so growing up in a Haitian neighborhood I used to get teased a lot you know one thing I realized about some Haitian people is that they complain a lot they quick to judge and they have to say oh that's your mother respect her but they never want to ask questions you know they they accept anything that comes their way they accept anything that comes their way without thinking or you know saying okay if I take this then what what's gonna happen next so growing up in a nation neighborhood I used to see Haitians run a lot for immigration and what my mom used to tell me is that she could get an immigration to arrest me and send me back to Haiti and she used to call me bad luck that I'm cursed and that I'm never going to be somebody that I was born poor so I will never become successful and my brother was born in money so he will become successful and she put so many words in my head that I started to believe her you know when I turned 12 I when I started to go to school so I always wanted to to make her love me you know even though she called me those words I used to be like oh it's my fault I make her angry for her to curse me for her to beat me you know it's my fault I'm the cause of those things I started to blame myself and tried my best to become the good daughter. You know, when I go to school, I'll make sure I bring good grades. I'll make sure I'll stay out of trouble. And, you know, just to make sure she knows that I love her and I want to make her proud. But what I realized is the more I feed her my strength, she just take it and walk in it and walk on it and throw it in the garbage you know I was in this hole with my mom where I had to dig and dig I had to dig and dig and dig and digging so much water coming out even though the water coming out I still had to drown and you know I keep digging I keep digging I keep digging because I wanted her to love me I wanted her to see me as her as her daughter because I'm her first child and only girl you know, a lot of mothers want to have a daughter, so I was like, she have one. And she see, I want to become better. Why can't she help me with, so I could become better? You know, every time I would do homework, you know, like when I would do like um, science homework, where there's sex and or social social studies, where there's sex. I remember I was reading this thing, it's called sexual abuse, and I mentioned she only heard the word sex and she started to curse me. Oh, she's like, Oh, if you want this, if you want dick, let me know so I can help you get one. You know, I was like, I'm just doing my homework. And 
and she she never see me growing she only saw me as oh um i need to start making money when i would ask her for dollar she'll tell me that um if the dollar come out of her vagina and i have mo- i have my money maker so i should start to make money so i started to sell drugs for my mom because that was the business they had and there's this time um immigration that took her birth her boyfriend the one she almost killed me for so i was the one hiding it for her and she she couldn't pay my school fees so i had to stop going to school i went to school for about a year and then i had to stop because she couldn't afford it so instead i was in the business so and there's this time the the weed got lost so she she beats before it you know like when you're hiding something you hide it around a bunch of people and you don't know who's watching you so she blames me for it she cursed me she was like i'm not sleeping in the house until i found it um she hate me i'm a curse and um that night i slept outside by her shop you know we live a little bit farther down but because i couldn't go to the house i had to slept outside in the cold in the draft you know i couldn't go and i slept very hungry so when i took the phone to call the social welfare you know i was afraid i was like okay you know if i call them they're going to take me away and then she's going to be alone you know that's a lot that's the that's a lot of things that goes into someone's head when they're going through pain you know like they love that person so much that they stay because you know even though they're being hurt they still want to stay because they said if i leave this person going to be alone so that was something i used to say like if i leave my mom's going to be alone and then they're going to take me away and then she'll never see me again so when i go to the social worker cuz because i wasn't going to school someone went to the social welfare and let them know they came and asked questions the more i tried to let them know the truth the they'll go back to my mom and let them know what i would say to her so that would also cost me to get more beating so i had to start lying and say she don't know hurt me she just don't have money but she abused me every day you know i couldn't I couldn't even be a child. I didn't have a chance to learn how to ride a bike. I I didn't have a chance to make friends. You know, I I was the one doing everything. Because we live in the house where there's no bathroom, so I had to do my business in the bushes and then we had out, outdoor showers where there's just piece of clothes that covered it and sometimes when people would pass by, they they hear the water and it wasn't really safe for a young girl so and when she said she would kill me that she hates me or that i'm a stink bitch that i don't deserve anything good that oh i took the the drugs and gave it to my man i felt i felt betrayed i felt hurt i felt very bad so i i was going to call the social welfare cuz i had no food to eat i was outside in the draft there's mosquitoes and it was cold and 
I started to, I felt that night I was going to die because she bit me, she beat me, she pulled my hair, she punched me in my back, she cursed me, and then didn't want to feed me at, at the same time. And most of the Haitian men she had, you know, they just watched, you know, my mom would push good people away and keep all the bad ones. But she pushed the good ones away because the good ones will let her know when she's wrong. And if you want to be on my mom's good side, you have to agree with everything she say. You have to or else you become her enemy. So I didn't really tell the social welfare the truth. And because my mom used to say, if they take me, I'm going to become a slave that my life would be hell then as I get older I was like I would have rather live with them instead of you know live with her because I got pregnant at, at the age of 14 by my mom's best friend and and what people didn't understand they didn't know what really happened you know up to now a lot of people think I just went and had a man and got pregnant they didn't know what really happened because I it's something I don't really talk about but then I I started to to use it as my strength although up to now I still have the trauma from it because if I would go walking or stand up to catch a jeepney and I'll see a man that looks like my mom's best friend I start to want to have a panic attack my heart would start beating fast. I'll start to to feel very uncomfortable and very unsafe. So I still have a lot I'm battling with. But all those things I went through, I let it. I did let it get the best of me. You know, I start. I become suicidal. I I wanted to to kill myself, and um, I tried killing myself all the time. And there's a time where I was admitted to the hospital because of wanted to kill myself, you know. So all the stuff I went through with my mom, when I hear people talk about how loving their mother is, used to make me feel like I'm not worth of having my mother's love. Although I didn't have my mother's love, but I had love. And that's the good thing about it. So the message in this, in this story is that if you're living in an abusive place, don't say you're going to stay because you don't want that person to be alone. Because eventually, you're going to be alone. And they won't change unless you're gone. You know, they would say whatever they have to say just to make you look bad. But at the end of the day, as long as you know the truth and you know someone else know the truth, you're, you have nothing to worry about. If you're staying with your dad because, oh, he's drunk and you don't have nowhere to go, then I understand not having anywhere to go. But remember, you have to also know that if you do have somewhere to go and you don't want to go, you're staying because you don't want him to feel alone, you're going to cause more pain to you, to yourself. Although I went through those things, I was digging, I... I came to a point where I had to stop digging and wanted to climb. I, I wanted to climb out. I had to climb out because I started to drown. And, and I see whatever I do wasn't going wasn't gonna to make her love me more. You know, I saw myself becoming her where I started to become bullied at school. 
bullying others you know because that's what she wanted me to do you know that's what she I thought she would be grateful that I do that she would love me but it's like she's my mother her love should come naturally her love should be unconditionally and if she's not loving me now where I'm only 12 and I've been going through that from time I was nine when will she love me every little thing I did wasn't good every little thing I say like I didn't have a voice I couldn't talk I couldn't look at anybody in the eyes I was just like this ghost and I had to say that's enough and the way I came out of the hole was that after my mom best friend um, got me pregnant I had to be on my own you know and um, no one knew he was around smiling even blaming me and on my mom's side but no one really knows what happened because I, I never shared it because something what I realized about Haitians they they quick to blame before they trying to find out what really happened a lot of people do that they quick to judge and when my mom when I used to tell my mom the signs he used to show me how he would hold my hand and use his finger to do a circle in my palm or he would um, um, try to touch me and when I'll be bathing outside he'll come and peek and try to look at me when I used to tell my mom all those things I was going through with them she never believed me so then when he see I was vulnerable I didn't have no one to protect me he didn't care you know he used to always say that every time I say I'm gonna tell my mom she's like um you could go but she's not gonna believe you but that man becomes our family and when I saw he was the one causing those pain that's when I realized not everybody that shows you kindness is kind a lot of people comes into your life to be just to take they don't they give but they want something in return you know he said to me once that he wanted my mom and he saw how my mom was crazy and I was more mature than her he he stopped liking her and wanted me instead but then I was like I'm a child and then he's like oh you're not a child you already went through puberty and you have you have breasts you always hear your mom say you're not a child that you have your money you make her so I could get what I want from you and give you a good life and give you more money you know like he saw the weakness and he tried to take advantage well he didn't try he took advantage of it and he told me once that he told me once that I was the only one that gives him a lot of trouble. That's when I realized this so they were more victim. Apparently he used to live in this neighborhood as well where there was this young girl that didn't have um, a father in her life and it was only her and her mother and and she also had a little brother. And he used to give the money and he did the same thing to her so I'm guessing there's other victims you know he manipulates he he pretend and when 
when he see you vulnerable and he sees you have something that he don't have that he, that he you don't have something and he have it he comes in as the superhero and then rip you apart you know i was in this jeepney one day and this lady was like oh what happened to the father of your first child and i was like what do you mean and she was like so you and him and together up to now a lot of people the way what they think is that i went out have sex and got pregnant no one really knows what happened and even though i do that podcast about my life but i still don't want to to share that that day not now but my lessons from all of that is that you have to be careful with who you bring into your your life and your children's life you have to be careful not everybody that shows you kindness that shows that they cared that mean they really care a lot of people just manipulators they 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 pretend they act so that's something i had to learn and i had to learn it i didn't have a childhood to say that i i was able to grow to take my time to grow i had to grow fast and quickly so when people would talk about movies they watch when they were younger and i couldn't say the same they would make fun of me they's like you could you have to watch this you have to watch that yeah but you had a chance to be a child me i had i had to grow up I had to grow up very quickly and very fast. And that's why I carried myself a certain way up to this day. A lot of people said you twin when I was 22, you 22 and you think like a 40 year old or you 23, you think like a 30 year old because I am 23 years old, but it's just that I had to grow. I had to grow quick, I had to grow fast because if I was still acting like I was a child, then I would have been in a very worse position. So my lessons is that I learn from my pain and I grow. I grow with it. It it was painful and I felt like I'd never grow from it, but I had the chance to and I believe anybody could have a chance to become stronger. And if you're in this position where you're afraid, then put that fear away my love put it away and grow put it away and you find the opportunity to leave leave even it's going to be tough because the road will be tough but i'm grateful that i was able to know what a mother love supposed to be because of my aunt and because of my stepdad family all the people my mom used to say are the bad people were the one that stood by my side when she told me my she don't want to take care of no piece of shit. Her man was waiting for her. Haiti, she abandoned me when I needed her the most. And that was the worst thing a mother could do to to their child is abandon them when they're in the worst position. She made everybody believe that I was this terrible daughter, you know, that I was this terrible child. And um that's just that's just how it was. But then I grew up I grew up from it. I learned from it. And yeah, I went through those stuff, but I use it as my strength. My strength comes from my pain. My strength comes from my struggles. My strength comes from my challenges. 
and my strength comes from every single word in my head that says I can't. These these are where my strength comes from. Everything I went through negatively, my strength comes from all of those things. And I'm just so happy that I'm here to, to live to talk about it. So um, thank you for listening and I'll be sharing more and I hope everybody have a wonderful day or night wherever you're from. Remember, you have to love yourself. You have to know that you matter too. And if you if you believe in that um, you don't want to do certain things because you don't want to become alone, but I just want you to know that you're already alone. You know, the moment where they're hurting you, they're abusing you with their words, you're already alone. That was my fear. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to become a slave, but I was already a slave. Even though I was able to came out of the hole, I still came out with a lot of scars. But those scars remind me every day that I've come a long way and I have more ways to go. So you can do this. It's not gonna be easy if I say it's going to be easy then I will be lying it's not gonna be easy the suicidal thoughts gonna be there with you the the feeling that you don't matter will always come because from time to time I do go through that you know I still haven't built up the strength to go where my mom best friend used to live because I was afraid I'm afraid to go there and where my where I used to live with my mom I I still don't feel comfortable going there because so much things have happened. I bleed, I've cried, I've screamed, I've, I was raped, I was sexual assault in my sleep. All those things went through in those places and I, I still haven't built the strength to go there yet. And I doing, I'm growing as I go and I'm learning as I go and I'm become stronger as I go. You know, I took everything and, and, I'm learning and I'm growing. I'm healing too. I have healed because way back then talking about those things would bring me to tears and I'll get angry and frustrated and wouldn't want to talk about it. But then if I can sit and talk about it, it's because I'm getting there and I believe I I will get there further. So if you feel like you can't, that's a lie. You can it will be tough. It will be hard. But it will be worth it at the end. Because you have to remember, if that person don't love you now, when will they love you? When will they care? No matter what they're going through, they should never use your pain against you. You know? They should never use your pain and hurt you more with it. So remember your worth. Remember you matter. Remember whatever you go through in life. It's it's bad, but use it as as a challenge. Challenge yourself to become better. Use it as way to grow. Grow with it. Become better with it. Rise with it. Learn from it. You will get there. You will. You definitely will. If I get if I went through it and I got there. You will get there. You will get there. Believe you will get there. And never give up. Never give up. 
I had to, I, I gave up so many times, but then I had to catch my head. Never give up. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lifestyle Podcast. I would like to apologize for deleting my previous episode. I had to delete it because it didn't um, share the message I wanted to share. And it started to get into my head and I felt like it was very judgmental. So I want to take this opportunity to do it over and share more story and more information. I know that I mentioned that I was born in Haiti and moved to the Jackson Caicos to live with my mom and stepdad. But when I moved to the Jackson Caicos, it was supposed to be for me to have a better life and for me to get more opportunities and learn more stuff. But unfortunately, when I moved to the Jackson Caicos, that's not what happened. I don't know if some of you watch Haitian or African movies, but I love watching African movies. So there is this African movie I watched where this um, sisters, one of them lives in the city and she got money and the other one lives in the village and she doesn't have much. So the sister was always tired of the of sending the sister money all the time. So she came to the village once and let her younger sister know that she's going to take her daughter take to take her in the city so that she could give her a better life. You know, a lot of mother willing to would willing to do anything just to make sure that their child have a wonderful and safe and more opportunity in life. So the sister agrees and she sent her daughter with her youngest with her oldest sisters so that the daughter could have a better life cuz the older sister promised to give to give um her niece a wonderful life and to make sure she goes to school and get more opportunities but the same way with me it didn't go that way when she reached by her older sister's house you know she was told to help around the house. You know, that's what her mom said, you know, always help around the house, you know, and that she started to do that. But a couple months went by, she wasn't going to school. Her auntie become more mean and more abusive towards her. So she said, when are you going to put me to school? And then she got mad. She was never given the opportunity to talk to her mom because the the aunt didn't want her to let her younger sister know that I took your daughter just so she could become my slave. So in that case, that was me. My mom promised my grandma and my aunt to give me a better life when I moved to, to Turks and Caicos. And when I did... That was, not hap- that was not what happened. She became abusive and she gave me a shovel where I had to dig all the time. You know, I'm saying this, it's not like she gave me like a real shovel, but I'm saying my life becomes hell. I was to, I was always um, there to take over her responsibility and everything I do she don't like, she would beat me for it. 
I remember we were watching this movie and the Haitian guy she likes started to ask me questions about the movie because yeah I wasn't that long in Turks but I understood a good amount in English and then she started to ask me questions he started to ask me questions about the movie my mom was there she was watching the movie as well I don't know what got into her but she felt offended the fact that he was asking her and what she said was like oh why would you ask her she barely understand English herself but then I said yeah I watched I'm watching um I'm watching it and and I understand a few stuff So she called me in the room and you know while me and the guy was having the conversation I was looking at him he was looking at me so we were just having a normal conversation and plus I was about 9 or 10 years old so I could only like you know do what the grown up asked me to do So she called me in the room she said Oh, stink bitch. I'm sorry this going to sound a little bit more um with curse word and more aggressive. I don't know, but um this is what she said to me. She's like, "You stink bitch. Um you think you're better than me? You worthless stink vagina. And you you'll never become something in life." and she started saying these very abusive words and it started to hurt me i started to cry and and she just said like oh don't cry you probably want him to come and push his big dick inside you that's why you you try to disrespect me and then she started to hit me she started to curse me and what she told my brother she was like oh don't stay here with this bitch she's a stink bitch and i hate her and i'm going to kill her so she get up went outside took a car and drive off so i stayed and started to cry and ever since then when a when person when someone would be talking to me i would put my head down i wouldn't look at them especially when it's him because she hit me and cursed me because of him So um what I learned from that is that when a person jealous of you it doesn't matter who they are they they could get jealous of you and they're and they'll do anything to make sure you're down and that was coming from my own mother you know at a very young age and I remember I know I mentioned that in a previous episode I remember laying down in the couch at home I was watching a movie and then I think I fell asleep and I was around 11 I remember the age I was 11 and I lay I laid on the couch and when I woke up the right side of my shirt was cut with scissors although I thought it was rats that eat it at first but when I bring it to my mom attention what she said was you know you're a bitch so you'll do anything to get attention cuz you're a stink bitch all those words were saying in in creole though but i'm just translating them so she used to hurt me a lot with those abusive words and and beat me for no reason 
So I went through mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, and all the abuse where she would say that I'm sleeping with my stepdad or I'm a bitch or my vagina stink. And my stepdad, I never really got love from him because he was afraid to give me um, the love because the minute he'll do something kind for me, my mom would beat me for it and said that I'm a bitch, that I'm trying to take her husband and she would she would beat me for that. So he couldn't come close to me or even try to be more kind to me because she um he knows my mom would would have hate would have beat me for it. So growing up in a Haitian neighborhood I used to get teased a lot. You know one thing I realized about some Haitian people is that they complain a lot, they quick to judge, and they have to say, oh, that's your mother, respect her, but they never want to ask questions. You know, they, they accept anything that comes their way. They accept anything that comes their way without thinking or, you know, saying, okay, if I take this, then what? What's going to happen next? So, growing up in a nation neighborhood, I used to see Haitians run a lot for immigration. And what my mom used to tell me is that she could get an immigration to arrest me and send me back to Haiti. And she used to call me bad luck, that I'm cursed, and that I'm never going to be somebody that I was born poor so I will never become successful and my brother was born in money so he will become successful and she put so many words in my head that I started to believe her you know when I turned 12 I when I started to go to school so I always wanted to to make her love me, you know, even though she called me those words, I used to be like, oh, it's my fault. I make her angry for her to curse me, for her to beat me. You know, it's my fault. I'm the cost of those things. I started to blame myself and tried my best to become the good daughter. You know, when I go to school, I'll make sure I bring good grades. I'll make sure I'll stay out of trouble. And, you know, just to make sure she knows that I love her and I want to make her proud. But what I realized is the more I feed her my strength, she just take it and walk in it and walk on it and throw it in the garbage. You know, I was in this hole with my mom where I had to dig and dig. I had to dig and dig and dig. And digging so much, water coming out, even though the water coming out, I still had to drown. And, you know, I keep digging, I keep digging, I keep digging because I wanted her to love me. I wanted her to see me as her as her daughter because I'm her first child and only girl. You know, a lot of mothers want to have a daughter, so I was like, she have one. And she see I want to become better. Why can't she help me with so I could become better? You know, every time I would do homework, you know, like when I would do like um, science homework, where there's sex and or social, social studies, where there's sex, 
I remember I was reading this thing. It's called sexual abuse. And I mentioned she only heard the word sex and she started to curse me. Oh, she's like, oh, if you want this, if you want dick, let me know so I could help you get one. You know, I was like, I'm just doing my homework. And and she she never see me growing. She only saw me as, oh, um. I need to start making money. When I would ask her for a dollar, she'll tell me that um, if the dollar come out of her vagina, and I have my I have my money maker, so I should start to make money. So I started to sell drugs for my mom because that was the business they had. And there's this time, um, immigration that took her birth her boyfriend, the one she almost killed me for. So I was the one hiding it for her and she she couldn't pay my school fees so i had to stop going to school i went to school for about a year and then i had to stop because she couldn't afford it so instead i was in the business so and there's this time the the weed got lost so she she beats me for it, you know, like when you're hiding something, you hide it around a bunch of people and you don't know who's watching you. So she blames me for it. She cursed me. She was like, I'm not sleeping in the house until I found it. Um, she hates me. I'm a curse. And um, that night I slept outside by her shop. You know, we live a little bit farther down, but because I couldn't go to the house, I had to slept outside in the cold in the draft. You know, I couldn't go and I slept very hungry. So when I took the phone to call the social welfare, you know, I was afraid. I was like, okay, you know, if I call them, they're going to take me away and then she's going to be alone. You know, that's a lot. That's the that's a lot of things that goes into someone's head when they're going through pain. You know, like they love that person so much that they stayed because, you know, even though they're being hurt, they still want to stay because they said, if I leave, this person going to be alone. So that was something I used to say, like, if I leave, my mom's going to be alone and then they're going to take me away and then she'll never see me again. So when I go to the social worker, because because I wasn't going to school, someone went to the social welfare and let them know they came and asked questions. The more I tried to let them know the truth, the they'll go back to my mom and let them know what I would say to her. So that would also cost me to get more beatings. So I had to start lying and say, she don't hurt me. She just don't have money. But she abused me every day. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't even be a child. I didn't have a chance to learn how to ride a bike. I I didn't have a chance to make friends. You know, I, I was the one doing everything. Because we live in the house where there's no bathroom. So I had to do my business in the bushes. And then we had out, outdoor showers. Where there's just a piece of clothes that covered it. And sometimes when people pass by, they, they hear the water and... It wasn't really safe for a young girl. So, and when she said she would kill me, that she hates me, or that I'm a stink bitch, that I don't deserve anything good, 
that, oh, I took the, the drugs and gave it to my man, I felt, I felt betrayed. I felt hurt. I felt very bad. So I, I was going to call a social welfare because I had no food to eat. I was outside in the draft. There's mosquitoes and it was cold. And I started to, I felt that night I was going to die because she bit me. She beat me. She pulled my hair. She punched me in my back. She cursed me and then didn't want to feed me at, at the same time. And most of the Haitian men she had, you know, they just watched, you know, my mommies would push good people away and keep all the bad ones. But she pushed the good ones away because the good ones will let her know when she's wrong. And if you want to be on my mom's good side, you have to agree with everything she said. You have to or else you become her enemy. So I didn't really tell the social welfare the truth. And because my mom used to say, if they take me, I'm going to become a slave, that my life would be hell. Then as I get older, it's like, I would have rather live with them instead of, you know, live with her. Because I got pregnant at, at the age of 14 by my mom's best friend. And, and what people didn't understand, they didn't know what really happened. You know, up to now, a lot of people think I just went and had a man and got pregnant. They didn't know what really happened because I it's something I don't really talk about. But then I I started to to use it as my strength. Although up to now, I still have the trauma from it because if I would go walking or stand up to catch a jeepney and I'll see a man that looks like my mom's best friend, I start to want to have a panic attack. My heart would start beating fast. I'll start to to feel very uncomfortable and very unsafe. So I still have a lot I'm battling with. But all those things I went through, I let it. I did let it get the best of me. You know, I start. I become suicidal. I I wanted to to kill myself, and um, I tried killing myself all the time. And there's a time where I was admitted to the hospital because of wanted to kill myself, you know. So all the stuff I went through with my mom, when I hear people talk about how loving their mother is, used to make me feel like I'm not worth of having my mother's love. Although I didn't have my mother's love, but I had love. And that's the good thing about it. So the message in this, in this story is that if you're living in an abusive place, don't say you're going to stay because you don't want that person to be alone. Because eventually, you're going to be alone. And they won't change unless you're gone. You know, they would say whatever they have to say just to make you look bad. But at the end of the day, as long as you know the truth and you know someone else know the truth, you're, you have nothing to worry about. If you're staying with your dad because, oh, he's drunk and you don't have nowhere to go, then I understand not having anywhere to go. But remember, you have to also know that if you do have somewhere to go and you don't want to go, you're staying because you don't want him to feel alone, you're going to cause more pain to you, to yourself. Although I went through this thing, I was digging, I I came to a point where I had to stop digging 
and wanted to climb. I, I wanted to climb out. I had to climb out because I started to drown and and I see whatever I do wasn't going to wasn't going to make her love me more, you know? I saw myself becoming her where I started to become bullied at school, bullying others, you know, because that's what she wanted me to do, you know? That's what she I thought she would be grateful that I do that she would love me, but it's like she's my mother. Her love should come naturally. Her love should be unconditionally. And if she's not loving me now, where I'm only 12 and I've been going through that from the time I was nine, when will she love me? Every little thing I did wasn't good. Every little thing I say, like I didn't have a voice. I couldn't talk. I couldn't look at anybody in the eyes. I was just like this ghost. And I had to say, that's enough. And the way I came out of the hole was that after my mom's best friend um, got me pregnant, I had to be on my own, you know, and um, no one knew. He was around, smiling, even blaming me and on my mom's side, but no one really knows what happened because I, I never shared it because something, what I realized about Haitians, they they quick to blame before they're trying to find out what really happened. A lot of people do that. They're quick to judge. And when my mom, when I used to tell my mom the signs, he used to show me how he would hold my hand and use his finger to do a circle in my palm. Or he would um, um, try to touch me. And when I'll be bathing outside, he'll come and and try to look at me when I used to tell my mom all those things I was going through with them she never believed me so then when he see I was vulnerable I didn't have no one to protect me he didn't care you know he used to always say that every time I say I'm gonna tell my mom she's like um you could go but she's not gonna believe you but that man becomes our family and when I saw he was the one causing those pain. That's when I realized not everybody that shows you kindness is kind. A lot of people comes into your life to be just to take. They don't, they give, but they want something in return. You know, he said to me once that he wanted my mom and he saw how my mom was crazy and I was more mature than her. He, he stopped liking her and wanted me instead but then I was like I'm a child and then he's like oh you're not a child you already went through puberty and you have you have breasts you always hear your mom say you're not a child that you have your money you make her so I could get what I want from you and give you a good life and give you more money you know like he saw the weakness and he tried to take advantage well he didn't try he took advantage of it and he told me once that he told me once that I was the only one that gives him a lot of trouble. That's when I realized this so they were more victim. Apparently he used to live in this neighborhood as well where there was this young girl that didn't have um a father in her life and it was only her and her mother and and she also had a little brother. And he used to give the money and 
he did the same thing to her. So I'm guessing there's other victims. You know, he manipulates. He he pretend, and when when he see you vulnerable and he sees you have something that he don't have that he, that he you don't have something and he have it he comes in as the superhero and then rip you apart you know i was in this jeepney one day and this lady was like oh what happened to the father of your first child and i was like what do you mean and she's like so you and him and together up to now a lot of people the way what they think is that I went out, have sex, and got pregnant. No one really knows what happened. And even though I do that podcast about my life, but I still don't want to to share that that day. Not now. But my lessons from all of that is that you have to be careful with who you bring into your, your life and your children's life. You have to be careful. Not everybody that shows you kindness, that shows that they cared, that means they really care. A lot of people just manipulators. They, they, they pretend. They act. So that's something I had to learn. And I had to learn it. I didn't have a childhood to say that I I was able to grow, to take my time to grow. I had to grow fast and quickly. So when people would talk about movies they watch when they were younger and I couldn't say the same, they would make fun of me. They're like, "You, you haven't watched this, you haven't watched that. Yeah, but you had a chance to be a child. Me, I had, I had to grow up. I had to grow up very quickly and very fast. And that's why I carried myself a certain way up to this day. A lot of people said, you twin when I was 22, you're 22 and you think like a 40-year-old. Or you're 23, you think like a 30-year-old. Because I am 23 years old. But it's just that I had to grow. I had to grow quick. I had to grow fast. Because if I was still acting like I was a child, then... I would have been in a very worse position. So my lessons is that I learn from my pain and I grow. I grow with it. It it was painful and I felt like I'd never grow from it. But I had the chance to. And I believe anybody could have a chance to become stronger. And if you're in this position where you're afraid, then... Put that fear away, my love. Put it away and grow. Put it away and you find the opportunity to leave, leave. Even it's going to be tough because the road will be tough. But I'm grateful that I was able to know what a mother loves supposed to be because of my aunt and because of my stepdad family. All the people my mom used to say are the bad people were the one that stood by my side when she told me my... she. Don't want to take care of no piece of shit. Her man was waiting for her. Haiti. She abandoned me when I needed her the most. And that was the worst thing a mother could do to to their child. Is abandon them when they're in the worst position. She made everybody believe that I was this terrible daughter. You know. That I was this terrible child. And um, that's just that's just how it was. But then I grew up. I grew up from it, I learned from it, and yeah, I went through those stuff, but I use it as my strength. My strength 
comes from my pain. My strength comes from my struggles. My strength comes from my challenges. And my strength comes from every single word in my head that says I can't. These these are where my strength comes from. Everything I went through negatively, my strength comes from all of those things. And I'm just so happy that I'm here to, to live to talk about it. So um, thank you for listening and I'll be sharing more and I hope everybody have a wonderful day and night wherever you're from. Remember, you have to love yourself. You have to know that you matter too. And if you if you believe in that um, you don't want to do certain things because you don't want to become alone, but I just want you to know that you're already alone. You know, the moment where they're hurting you, they're abusing you with their words, you're already alone. That was my fear. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to become a slave, but I was already a slave. Even though I was able to came out of the hole, I still came out with a lot of scars. But those scars remind me every day that I've come a long way and I have more ways to go. So you can do this. It's not going to be easy. If I say it's going to be easy, then I will be lying. It's not going to be easy. The suicidal thoughts going to be there with you. The the feeling that you don't matter will be, always come because from time to time, I do go through that. You know, I still haven't built up the strength to go where my mom, best friend used to live because I was afraid. I'm afraid to go there. And where my where I used to live with my mom, I I still don't feel comfortable going there because so much things have happened. I bleed, I've cried, I've screamed, I've, I was raped, I was sexual assault in my sleep. All those things went through in those places and I, I still haven't built the strength to go there yet. And I doing, I'm growing as I go and I'm learning as I go and I'm become stronger as I go. You know, I took everything in and I'm learning and I'm growing, I'm healing too. I have healed because way back then talking about those things would bring me to tears and I'll get angry and frustrated and wouldn't want to talk about it. But then if I can sit and talk about it, it's because I'm getting there and I believe I, I will get there for, further. So if you feel like you can't, that's a lie. You can. It will be tough. It will be hard, but it will be worth it at the end. Because you have to remember, if that person don't love you now, when will they love you? When will they care? No matter what they're going through, they should never use your pain against you. You know? They should never use your pain and hurt you more with it. So remember your worth. Remember you matter. Remember whatever you go through in life. It's it's bad, but use it as, as a challenge. Challenge yourself to become better. Use it as a way to grow. Grow with it. Become better with it. Rise with it. Learn from it. You will get there. You will. You definitely will. If I get if I went through it and I got there. You will get there. You will get there.
believe you will get there. And never give up. Never give up. I had to, I, I gave up so many times, but then I had to catch my head. Never give up. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lifestyle Podcast. I would like to apologize for deleting my previous episode. I had to delete it because it didn't um, share the message I wanted to share. And it started to get into my head and I felt like it was very judgmental. So I want to take this opportunity to do it over and share more story and more information. I know that I mentioned that I was born in Haiti and moved to the Jackson Caicos to live with my mom and stepdad. But when I moved to the Jackson Caicos, it was supposed to be for me to have a better life and for me to get more opportunities and learn more stuff. But unfortunately, when I moved to the Jackson Caicos, that's not what happened. I don't know if some of you watch Haitian or African movies, but I love watching African movies. So there is this African movie I watch where this um, sisters, one of them lives in the city and she got money and the other one lives in the village and she doesn't have much. So the sister was always tired of the of sending the sister money all the time. So she came to the village once and let her younger sister know that she's going to take her daughter take to take her in the city so that she could give her a better life. You know, a lot of mother willing to would willing to do anything just to make sure that their child have a wonderful and safe and more opportunity in life. So the sister agrees and she sent her daughter with her youngest with her oldest sisters so that the daughter could have a better life cuz the older sister promised to give to give um her niece a wonderful life and to make sure she goes to school and get more opportunities but the same way with me it didn't go that way when she reached by her older sister's house you know she was told to help around the house you know that's what her mom said you know always help around the house you know and that she started to do that but couple months went by she wasn't going to school her auntie become more mean and more abusive towards her so she said when you're going to put me to school and then she got mad she was never given the opportunity to talk to her mom because the the aunt didn't want her to let her younger sister know that I took your daughter just so she could become my slave. So in that case, that was me. My mom promised my grandma and my aunt to give me a better life when I moved to to Texas Caicos. And when I did, that was not hap- that was not what happened. She become abusive and she gave me a shovel where i had to dig all the time you know i'm saying this it's not like she gave me like a real shovel but i'm saying my life becomes hell i was to i was always um there to take 
all her responsibility and everything I do she don't like, she will beat me for it. I remember we were watching this movie and the Haitian guy she likes started to ask me questions about the movie. Because, yeah, I wasn't that long in text, but I understood a good amount in English. And then she started to ask me questions. Uh, he started to ask me questions about the movie. My mom was there. She was watching the movie as well. I don't know what got into her, but she felt offended the fact that he was asking her. And what she said was like, oh, why would you ask her? She barely understands English herself. But then I said, yeah, I watched I'm watching, um, I'm watching it, and, and I understand a few stuff. So she called me in the room, and, you know, while me and the guy was having the conversation, I was looking at him, he was looking at me. So we were just having a normal conversation. And plus, I was about 9 or 10 years old. So I could only, like, you know, do what the grown-up asked me to do. So she called me in the room. She said, oh, stink bitch. I'm sorry, this is going to sound a little bit more um, with curse word and more aggressive. I don't know. But um, this is what she said to me. She's like, you stink bitch. Um, you think you're better than me? You worthless stink vagina and you'll, be, you'll never become something in life. And she started saying these very abusive words, and it started to hurt me. I started to cry, and and she just said, oh, don't cry. You probably want him to come and push his big dick inside you. That's why you, you try to disrespect me. And then she started to hit me. She started to curse me. And what she told my brother, she was like, oh, don't stay here with this bitch. She's a stink bitch, and I hate her, and I'm going to kill her. So she get up, went outside, took a car, and drive off. So I stayed and started to cry. And ever since then, when a when person, when someone would be talking to me, I would put my head down. I wouldn't look at them especially when it's him because she hit me and cursed me because of him so um what i learned from that is that when a person jealous of you it doesn't matter who they are they they could get jealous of you and they're and they'll do anything to make sure you're down and that was coming from my own mother you know at a very young age and I remember, and I mentioned that in a previous episode, I remember laying down in the couch at home. I was watching a movie, and then I think I fell asleep. And I was around 11. I remember the age I was 11. And I lay, I lay down on the couch. And when I woke up, the right side of my shirt was cut with scissors. Although I thought it was rats that eat it at first. But when I bring it to my mom's attention, what she said was, you know, you're a bitch, so you'll do anything to get attention because you're a stink bitch. All those words were saying in, in Creole, though. But I'm just translating them. So she 
used to hurt me a lot with those abusive words and and beat me for no reason so I went through mental abuse physical abuse emotional abuse and all the abuse where she would say that I'm sleeping with my stepdad or I'm a bitch or my vagina stink and my stepdad I never really got love from him because he was afraid to give me um, the love because the minute he'll do something kind for me my mom would beat me for it and said that I'm a bitch that I'm trying to take her husband and she would she would beat me for that so he couldn't come close to me or even try to be more kind to me because she um he knows my mom would would have hit would have beat me for it so growing up in a Haitian neighborhood I used to get teased a lot you know one thing I realized about some Haitian people is that they complain a lot they quick to judge and they have to say oh that's your mother respect her but they never want to ask questions you know they they accept anything that comes their way they accept anything that comes their way without thinking or you know saying okay if I take this then what what's gonna happen next so growing up in a nation neighborhood I used to see Haitians run a lot for immigration and what my mom used to tell me is that she could get an immigration to arrest me and send me back to Haiti and she used to call me bad luck that I'm cursed and that I'm never going to be somebody that I was born poor so I will never become successful and my brother was born in money so he will become successful and she put so many words in my head that I started to believe her you know when I turned 12 I when I started to go to school so I always wanted to to make her love me you know even though she called me those words I used to be like oh it's my fault I make her angry for her to curse me, for her to beat me. You know, it's my fault. I'm the cause of those things. I started to blame myself and tried my best to become the good daughter. You know, when I go to school, I'll make sure I bring good grades. I'll make sure I'll stay out of trouble. And, you know, just to make sure she knows that I love her and I want to make her proud. But... What I realized is the more I feed her my strength, she just take it and walk in it and walk on it and throw it in the garbage. You know, I was in this hole with my mom where I had to dig and dig. I had to dig and dig and dig. And digging so much, water coming out, even though the water coming out, I still had to drown and you know, I keep digging, I keep digging, I keep digging because I wanted her to love me. I wanted her to see me as her as her daughter because I'm her first child and only girl. You know, a lot of mothers want to have a daughter, so I was like, she have one. And she see I want to become better. Why can't she help me with so I can become better? You know, every time I would do homework, you know, like when I would do like um 
science homework, where there's sex and or social social studies, where the sex. I remember I was reading this thing. It's called sexual abuse, and I mentioned she only heard the word sex, and she started to curse me. Oh, she's like, oh, if you want this, if you want dick, let me know so I could help you get one. You know, I was like, I'm just doing my homework, and. And she she never see me growing. She only saw me as oh um I need to start making money. When I would ask her for a dollar, she'll tell me that um if the dollar come out of her vagina and I have my I have my money maker, so I should start to make money. So I started to sell drugs for my mom because that was the business they had. And there's this time um, immigration that took her, birth, her boyfriend, the one she almost killed me for. So I was the one hiding it for her. And she she couldn't pay my school fees. So I had to stop going to school. I went to school for about a year. And then I had to stop because she couldn't afford it. So instead, I was in the business. So... And there's this time the the weed got lost, so she she beats me for it. You know, like when you're hiding something, you hide it around a bunch of people, and you don't know who's watching you. So she blames me for it. She cursed me. She was like, "I'm not sleeping in the house until I found it." Um, she hates me. I'm a curse. And um, that night I slept outside by her shop. You know, we live a little bit farther down, but because I couldn't go to the house, I had to slept outside in the cold in the draft. You know, I couldn't go and I slept very hungry. So when I took the phone to call the social welfare, you know, I was afraid. I was like, okay, you know, if I call them, they're going to take me away and then she's going to be alone. You know, that's a lot. That's the, that's a lot of things that goes into someone's head when they're going through pain you know like they love that person so much that they stay because you know even though they're being hurt they still want to stay because they said if i leave this person gonna be alone so that was something i used to say like if i leave my mom's gonna be alone and then they're gonna take me away and then she'll never see me again so when i go to the social worker because because I wasn't going to school, someone went to the social welfare and let them know. They came and asked questions. The more I tried to let them know the truth, the, they'll go back to my mom and let them know what I would say to her. So that would also cost me to get more beatings. So I had to start lying and say, she don't hurt me. She just don't have money. But she abused me every day. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't even be a child. I didn't have a chance to learn how to ride a bike. I I didn't have a chance to make friends. You know, I, I was the one doing everything. Because we live in the house where there's no bathroom. So I had to do my business in the bushes. And then we had out, outdoor showers. Where there's just a piece of clothes that covered it. And sometimes when people would pass by, they, they hear the water and... It wasn't really safe for a young girl. So, and when she said she would kill me, that she hates me, or that I'm a stink, 
bitch that I don't deserve anything good that oh I took the the drugs and gave it to my man I felt I felt betrayed I felt hurt I felt very bad so I I was gonna call a social welfare because I had no food to eat I was outside in the draft there's mosquitoes and it was cold and I started to I felt that night I was going to die because she bit me she beat me she pulled my hair she punched me in my back she cursed me and then didn't want to feed me at, at the same time and most of the Haitian men she had you know they just watched you know my mommies would push good people away and keep all the bad ones but she pushed the good ones away because the good ones will let her know when she's wrong and if you want to be my mom's good side you have to agree with everything she said you have to or else you become her enemy so I didn't really tell the social welfare the truth and because my mom used to say if they take me I'm I'm gonna become a slave that my life would be hell then as I get older it's like I would have rather live with them instead of you know live with her because I got pregnant at, at the age of 14 by my mom's best friend and and what people didn't understand they didn't know what really happened you know up to now a lot of people think I just went and had a man and got pregnant they didn't know what really happened because I it's something I don't really talk about but then I I started to to use it as my strength although up to now I still have the trauma from it because if I would go walking or stand up to catch a jeepney and I'll see a man that looks like my mom's best friend I start to want to have a panic attack my heart would start beating fast I'll start to to feel very uncomfortable and very unsafe so I still have a lot I'm battling with but all those things I went through I let it I did let it get the best of me you know I start I become suicidal I I wanted to to kill myself and um, I tried killing myself all the time and there's a time where I was admitted to the hospital because of wanted to kill myself you know so all the stuff I went through with my mom when I hear people talk about how loving their mother is used to make me feel like I'm not worth of having my mother's love although I didn't have my mother's love but I had love and that's the good thing about it so the message in this in this story is that if you're living in an abusive place don't say you're gonna stay because you don't want that person to be alone because eventually you're gonna be alone and they won't change unless you gone you know they would say whatever they have to say just to make you look bad but at the end of the day as long as you know the truth and you know someone else know the truth you're you have nothing to worry about if you're staying with your dad because oh he's drunk and you don't have nowhere to go then I understand not having anywhere to go but remember you have to also know that if you do have somewhere to go and you don't want to go you're staying because you don't want him to feel alone you're gonna cause more pain to you to yourself 
although I went through those things, I was digging. I, I came to a point where I had to stop digging and wanted to climb. I, I wanted to climb out. I had to climb out because I started to drown. And, and I see whatever I do wasn't going wasn't gonna to make her love me more, you know. I saw myself becoming her where I started to become bullied at school, bullying others, you know, because that's what she wanted me to do, you know. That's what she, I thought she would be grateful that I do, that she would love me. But it's like she's my mother. Her love should come naturally. Her love should be unconditionally. And if she's not loving me now, where I'm only 12 and I've been going through that from the time I was nine, when will she love me? Every little thing I did wasn't good. Every little thing I say, like I didn't have a voice. I couldn't talk. I couldn't look at anybody in the eyes. I was just like this ghost. And I had to say, that's enough. And the way I came out of the hole was that after my mom's best friend um, got me pregnant, I had to be on my own you know and um no one knew he was around smiling even blaming me and on my mom's side but no one really knows what happened because i i never shared it because something what i realized about haitians they they're quick to blame before they're trying to find out what really happened a lot of people do that they're quick to judge and when my mom when i used to tell my mom the signs he used to show me how he would hold my hand and use his finger to do a circle in my palm. Or he would um, um, try to touch me. And when I'll be bathing outside, he'll come and peek and try to look at me. When I used to tell my mom all those things I was going through with them, she never believed me. So then when he see I was vulnerable, I didn't have no one to protect me. He didn't care, you know. He used to always say that. Every time I say, I'm going to tell my mom, she's like, um, you could go, but she's not going to believe you. But that man becomes our family. And when I saw he was the one causing those pain, that's when I realized not everybody that shows you kindness is kind. A lot of people comes into your life to be just to take. They don't, they give, but they want something in return you know he said to me once that he wanted my mom and he saw how my mom was crazy and i was more mature than her he he stopped liking her and wanted me instead but then i was like i'm a child and then he's like oh you're not a child you already went through puberty and you have you have breasts you always hear your mom say you're not a child that you have your money you make her so i could get what i want from you and give you a good life and give you more money you know like he saw the weakness and he tried to take advantage well he didn't try he took advantage of it and he told me once that he told me once that i was the only one that gives him a lot of trouble that's when i realized this so they were more victim apparently he used to live in this neighborhood as well where there was this young girl that didn't have um, a father in her life and it was only her and her mother 
and and she also had a little brother and he used to give the money and he did the same thing to her so I'm guessing there's all the victims you know he manipulates he he pretend and when when he see you vulnerable and he sees you have something that he don't have that you, that he you don't have something and he have it he comes in as the superhero and then rip you apart you know i was in this jeepney one day and this lady was like oh what happened to the father of your first child and i was like what do you mean and she was like so you and him and together up to now a lot of people the way what they think is that i went out have sex and got pregnant no one really knows what happened and even though i do that podcast about my life but i still don't want to to share that that day not now but my lessons from all of that is that you have to be careful with who you bring into your your life and your children's life you have to be careful not everybody that shows you kindness that shows that they cared that mean they really care a lot of people just manipulators they 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 pretend they act so that's something i had to learn and i had to learn it i didn't have a childhood to say that i i was able to grow to take my time to grow i had to grow fast and quickly so when people would talk about movies they watch when they were younger and i couldn't say the same they would make fun of me they're like you could you haven't watched this you haven't watched that yeah but you had a chance to be a child me i had i had to grow up I had to grow up very quickly and very fast. And that's why I carried myself a certain way up to this day. A lot of people said you twin when I was 22, you 22 and you think like a 40-year-old or you 23, you think like a 30-year-old because I am 23 years old, but it's just that I had to grow. I had to grow quick, I had to grow fast because if I was still acting like I was a child, then I would have been in a very worse position. So my lessons is that I learn from my pain and I grow. I grow with it. It it was painful and I felt like I'd never grow from it, but I had the chance to and I believe anybody could have a chance to become stronger. And if you're in this position where you're afraid, then put that fear away my love put it away and grow put it away and you find the opportunity to leave leave even it's going to be tough because the road will be tough but i'm grateful that i was able to know what a mother love supposed to be because of my aunt and because of my stepdad family all the people my mom used to say are the bad people were the one that stood by my side when she told me my she don't want to take care of no piece of shit her man was waiting for her Haiti she abandoned me when i needed her the most and that was the worst thing a mother could do to to their child is abandon them when they're in the worst position she made everybody believe that i was this terrible daughter you know that i was this terrible child and um that's just that's just how it was but then i grew up I grew up from it. I learned from it. 
and yeah I went through those stuff but I use it as my strength my strength comes from my pain my strengths come from my struggles my strength comes from my challenges and my strength comes from every single word in my head that says I can't these these are these these are where my strength comes from. So everything I went through negatively, my strength comes from all of those things. And I'm just so happy that I'm here to, to live to talk about it. So um, thank you for listening. And I'll be sharing more. And I hope everybody have a wonderful day or night, wherever you're from. Remember... You have to love yourself. You have to know that you matter too. And if you if you believe in that, um, you don't want to do certain things because you don't want to become alone. But I just want you to know that you are already alone. You know, the moment where they hurting you, they abusing you with their words, you are already alone. That was my fear. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to become a slave. But I was already a slave. Even though I was able to came out of the hole. I still came out with a lot of scars, but those scars remind me every day that I've come a long way and I have more ways to go. So you can do this. It's not going to be easy. If I say it's going to be easy, then I will be lying. It's not going to be easy. The suicidal thoughts going to be there with you. The, the feeling that you don't matter will always come because from time to time, I do go through that, you know. I still haven't built up the strength to go where my mom, best friend used to live because I was afraid, I'm afraid to go there. And where my, where I used to live with my mom, I, I still don't feel comfortable going there because so much things have happened. I bleed, I've cried, I've screamed, I've, I was raped, I was sexual assault in my sleep. All those things went through in those places and I, I still haven't built the strength to go there yet. And I doing I'm growing as I go and I'm learning as I go and I'm become stronger as I go. You know, I took everything in and I'm learning and I'm growing. I'm healing too. I have healed because way back then talking about those things would bring me to tears and I'll get angry and frustrated and wouldn't want to talk about it. But then if I can sit and talk about it, it's because I'm getting there. And I believe I, I will get there for, further. So if you feel like you can't, that's a lie. You can. It will be tough. It will be hard. But it will be worth it at the end. Because you have to remember, if that person don't love you now, when will they love you? When will they care? No matter what they're going through. They should never use your pain against you. You know? They should never use your pain and hurt you more with it. So remember your worth. Remember you matter. Remember whatever you go through in life. It's it's bad, but use it as, as a challenge. Challenge yourself to become better. Use it as way to grow grow with it become better with it rise with it learn from it you will get there you will 
you'll definitely will if i get if i went through it and i got there you will get there you will get there believe you will get there and never give up never give up i had to i i gave up so many times but then i had to catch my head never give up